Welcome back to Little Silent Note with Win and Maya. So this episode, we're gonna talk about time management. Well, not necessarily time management, but um, it's more about our family always needing us to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I don't know about you guys, but like, okay, because I was used to living kind of alone and living on my own for a while i was like i have a set schedule so i kind of had like a set schedule most of the time like oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that this whole day i planned it out Mm -hmm. and then since i came back i had to like kind of cope with my parents are gonna drag me out last minute doing this and that for them or my grandma's gonna come in calling me to do this and that for them which is kind of annoying Cause mm. like I had my I had this set plan of my progress of what I should do or what I need to do for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you're in between like oh you you want to be there for your family and then you want to be there for yourself. Yeah, I would say that um, usually when I'm back in Campbell as well like. There there aren't a lot of, like, me time. It's always just me constantly being on my feet waiting for my mom to call me to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's difficult because um, I think I saw this one TikTok that says that maybe personally it's for me. Like, for me personally, um, I like nighttime especially because I feel like that's, like, my free time. So that's mm. why I stay up so late. I think it's because in the morning time, you would always expect to help out your family. So mm. you never have like time for yourself. Mm. I, I think I'm more of like a different... <laughs> I'm more of an early bird. Mm. So I wake up early most days. Um, I rarely sleep in because I guess it's just my internal clock. Wakes me up never past 8 a.m. So whenever I do sleep past 8 a.m., I'm like, ooh, wow, new record. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, pretty much a night owl. I feel like I'm at peace when it's nighttime. Maybe it's just me, like, uh, in the morning time when... It's, I just feel like it's a waste to just, like, stay home and do nothing or stay home and do my assignment. It's, like, just, like, a waste of good day so usually <laughs> i i <laughs> i push back my assignment until night time and then i complain that i never finish it on time <laughs> so be fair your assignments is like you cannot really divide a specific time for it i'm not mm. gonna lie my entire uni um i never had to go through a session of homework over two hours except for like papers mm. which yeah understandable but like oh if it's like an assignment that they assign every class i never had to go through over two to three hours so i could literally just sit and finish it one time i won't if i have a bug or something or like a mistake or something i won't even know it because unlike you you run the code you know you're wrong there yeah and it won't work but for me i'm like hmm i had to finish the entire thing and then um this is actually like uh, not too great for academic honesty 
because you shouldn't have done this, but I did this. I text my friends asking what's their final answer to see if we have the correct answers. And then, mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, we go off from there. If one mm-hmm. of us is wrong, we get to double check. And then we're like keeping tabs on each other, trying to get the best outcome. It's the same for me, but it's more like, because like, I have friends who's like ahead of me. Mm. So whenever I'm taking uh, a subject that they already took, and then I ask them for help. But with coding, you know, it's it's never the same. Mm. <laughs> so it could be another problem with my computer or something else within my computer, or it's with my code. Mm. And like, even if I plan it out, sometimes I plan it out like I'm gonna do this part for today. Mm. Then I would have to do another part. For the next day but it's always the errors that throw me off Mm. like the majority of coding an assignment Mm. is you fixing errors Mm -hmm. it's just really annoying (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know how you guys do it uh i'm Uh. losing my sanity so uh i don't like I have tried um in a sense it's hard to tackle this kind of problem where mm. oh you want to have time for yourself or you already got something planned and then you tell your family cuz I remember there was this one period of time where I was preparing uh preparing for like a huge exam mm. so I was working a good um 8 to 6 p.m. job that time by the time I got home mm. It was uh like seven uh six thirty. I finished everything, getting ready for bed and all that stuff. It'll be seven or like eight, and then you guys were there like oh eight to ten. I'm forcing myself to study or like at least practice for a good two hours so that I won't be too underprepared for the exam. Mm. But during that time, it was like oh this is the only time my parents get to see me. Mm. or like get to ask me to do stuff for them and they constantly come mm. ask me during that time and I kept saying I can't I'm gonna study I need to prepare for this I need to prepare for that mm-hmm. they didn't say it at the time they're like okay fine they rub it off but then um months later um I saw that they hold a grudge like <laughs> oh my aunt called me to do this and then they're like and I needed permission to go. So mm. I went and asked them. And we, it, it was still in the same situation where I needed to prepare for the exam still. Mm. And, but I wanted to go with my aunt to like de-stress. Or, or she was asking me to do something that I personally wanted to do. I enjoyed doing mm. it. So mm. that's why I asked them if I could go. And then my mom was like, well, you are you said you kept saying no and having to prepare mm. for exam whenever i ask you why are you mm. going now so it's like guilt tripping <laughs> yeah kind of hard to cope with in a in a sense i understand where they're coming from if i were in their situation of course i'd feel a little bit jealous not mm. knowing the nature yeah. that all the stuff that my aunt's asked me to do is something i wanted to do that's why mm. i'm asking to go it's uh, 
<laughs> tricky, right? It's, it, it's more like I don't want to... It's difficult because right now the way I see things is from like a Western view type yeah, of Yeah, yeah, go for it. Shoot. So, like, like so, so whenever we're talking about um, Asian household to my head it's like it's it's wrong like you're not supposed to be that way to your family but then again we also understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. but like i don't it's 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 very difficult because you never know if this is normal or is it not it's hard and i don't want to be a yeah. person to judge yeah it's hard to identify who's right and who's wrong because it's mm. also circumstantial. Mm. And like, yeah, in a sense, if you look at it in the perspective where I'm living for myself, I don't owe them anything, of course. Mm. It's like yeah. wrong for them to guilt trip me. Yeah. But if you're looking at the perspective, how we were raised with this education mm-hmm. where we need mm-hmm. to know that we are kind of in debt to our parents for existing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like um it is a small fee of what they've been doing for us yeah (sighs) like um Mm -hmm. i went on subreddits right and and It's 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 difficult to talk about it because I don't want to think that there's something wrong mm. with a family. Mm. But ooh, like whenever I go to a subreddit called Asian Parent Stories, mm. <laughs> it's mostly about uh, Asian parents in general, like what their behaviors are, mm. and a lot of people are saying that it's not normal, like it's very. Um, I don't want to say abusive, but it's it's not normal. <laughs> okay, so what is the definition of normal, though? Does this mean the majority of people do it? That's what you call normal? No, it's it's like mm, what type of relationship you ha- you're supposed to have with your parents. Like, mm. um, what people think is normal is that your parents don't guilt trip you. Mm. your parents um, don't constantly tell you that you owe them mm. that yeah that's just like examples mm. I think for my family they never like openly said th- um, I owe them or anything mm. they've never mm-hmm. even I don't think they intended or anything like that but it's more like mm-hmm. The education system itself, because that's the only thing that I remembered from civic studies, dude. Like, mm. it's constantly saying that, oh, we're learning about Buddhism mm. and how we should be grateful for people who gave birth to us. Yeah, we yeah. are. So, in a sense, it tr- kind of translates to being in debt to me because mm. it was the only way that I understood. Although, I know that it's not intended to be like that, mm-hmm. but it sounds like that. So, I always interpreted it that way since i was young yeah yeah maybe it's just my family that uses that against me i don't know (laughs) i would always constantly hear like uh, like um 
that I don't care about my family enough and I care about other things more. And, well, it's difficult because me and my family, we don't have anything in common. So whatever my mom thinks I like, I, I don't like. So I would reject that idea. But then when I talk to you guys, you know what I like, right? Yeah. So And then it, it causes me to communicate with you guys more. And then they would say that, oh, I care more about my friends than my own family. Mm. But I get your position, actually, because I do feel like, okay, I love food. I love trying new food. There is mm-hmm. no bounds to that. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying, even though I have, like, I'm lactose and I'm bad with spicy food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still, like, oh, I love trying new things. But to my parents, they can't even eat cheese. Yeah. Like, the che- yeah. texture itself is disgusting to them. Mm. So, like, uh, most of the time when I'm home, Mm. I don't eat the stuff that um, I don't get to eat the stuff that I like because they don't like it and of course they're the yeah, one who, who yeah. buying it so I just yeah. like okay I'm eating to survive I'm not really eating to enjoy the <laughs> taste much granted there are some dishes that I do like but it's just not mm-hmm. the majority because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the Asian fusion kind mm-hmm. of food mm-hmm. rather than the, the total Kembo yeah, food yeah. kind of stuff to be fair, I think it's kind of a generational thing as well. Yeah, it might be. Like, um, my aunt is like a generation between my parents and me. Mm. So she herself has a lot of similar tastes to, to me. That's why mm. I always tend to revert to her more like, oh, she gets the stuff that I was excited to try or mm. I want to try. So I'm like, okay, I'm mostly... That's why, yeah, my mom actually did try to guilt... She did ask, like, why do you like going with to your aunts more than coming to me? And I'm like, it's hard to say because it's easier to talk with her. I don't yeah. have to explain much. I just say it and then she mm. gets it. For instance, if I say to my mom that I want... So the, the thing is, like, oh, if I say I want to go biking... My mom would say, why would you want to go biking of all things? It's so hot, it ruined your skin. Yeah. But then if I say it to my aunt, she'll be like, oh, excited to try. Because it's like, in her brain, it's like classified as an outdoor activity. Mm-hmm. So it's like not something so out of the blue. Like, oh, yeah. you're, you're yeah. just trying something new, which is more, I guess, generational. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I wish... I could, like, take my mom out to do other things as well, like going mm. out to the cinema and stuff like that. But I, I can't do that because she doesn't like it. Yeah, me too. You know, I've, I've always been jealous of people posting on social media of their family, hanging out together. And I'm like, I, I can never do this. It would always end up in a lecture or she's just not going to go. <laughs> Um, my family loves trips, so we tend to go on family trips together. That is our middle mm. ground. But anything else is just eh. Like, mm. my mom likes to go to pick fruits in farms, and I'm, ah. I'm more of a city girl. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, so I was like, yeah, you can go do that with that. I'll just stay mm. home. Mm. Thank you. It's I don't know about you, but whenever I go on holiday with my family, because I I don't even have a me time because they don't speak English, mm-hmm. so they w- would always need me constantly to be there around them, to translate whatever they're trying to buy. So then it's like I can't explore by myself. Like I just have to like a little duckling, <laughs> following them. For me, it's the same, but um, I guess I don't have much trouble with it because my dad is he he can't speak English. It's just not mm. proper full on English, mm, mm. so he helps a lot. Mm. Um, and I'm just there like being the buffer when he's too lazy to do it. Mm. <laughs> no, like I remember every other trip with my family, I would always like be there with them. Mm. So in a sense, when you guys are talking about like, did you go here? Did you go there? I'm like, no, I follow my mom around the shopping mall. <laughs> so that's why I look forward to going out with you guys because I know that we're like this very energetic um, people that really, really wants to go out and explore. Mm. So. In my head, it makes more sense. Mm. I think um, their type of exploring is sightseeing, whereas mm. ours is more hands-on, going to do stuff, going to not just mm. see it but enjoy mm. the activities there. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard, and plus they're old. That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's hard to find middle ground sometimes. It is. <sighs> It's mm. like we've like stated in our previous episodes that the, our parents' generation gap and our gap are very very different. Mm. I see some parents like are trying their best to be best friends with their kids, mm. and I don't know if that's a good idea honestly because we've never been raised up by those type of parents, you know. Mm. But um, I don't think I would prefer it though. I think it's a nice concept, but mm. I don't think that um, okay. Even if you're best friends with your parents, you cannot tell every single thing to your parents. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are boundaries, and for our culture, it's also the respect in the way that we phrase a lot of mm. stuff. So it holds mm-hmm. us to, from saying. Love stuff too, and making mm. it clear about what we mean. Instead, we have to politely say it and structure it in a way that is acceptable. Like, it will go in; they can accept it in their ears, mm. in a sense. Mm. So, mm. because we filter too much, we mm. can't be brutally honest. Yeah, yeah. And at definitely. some point, I need, I want all parents to know that no child can tell you every single thing that they do. Because mm. gen- one generational gap and two, they want you to like kids want their parents to see them in a respectable light or in a mm. good light. Mm. Mm. So, for instance, if like in the U.S., a lot of kids do drugs yeah. just to like try to just have fun. Mm. Mm. 
don't expect them to tell you every single thing that happens because they know it's bad, but mm. they're on the the mindset of, well, if I don't try it now, when will I get a chance to try it? Will yeah. I regret this later on? Yeah, in a sense, it it kind of helps them to be mm. like, because I've seen a lot of people who have parents that kind of like are so strict, so they kind of like rebel. So mm-hmm. in a way, it makes them want to do those things even more. Mm-hmm. So if we get that chance to try it, I feel like if we don't mm-hmm. like it, it'll be okay, right? Mm-hmm. We would stop doing it. But with other kids that really, really, really want to rebel their parents, I feel like they would do whatever to kind of spite their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's like dangerous if their parents are like, oh, don't do drugs. They would go out of their way to do drugs, just to make mm. a point. Yeah. The more you tell them don't do it, the more they'll do it. They'll more yeah. want to do it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, hard to say too. Yeah. I had a I conversation mean, with my aunt where I was like, "Oh, don't do this, don't do that," because I didn't mm, like it as mm. a kid, and mm. I don't want my cousins to go through it. And then she's like, "Yeah." How there's no right way of parenting because everyone yeah. thinks differently, so it's yeah. hard. So don't ever blame your parents. They were yeah. trying their best and they did what they thought were best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Like, we we are not parents, so <laughs> we don't know. Mm. But parenting is a big, 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 big deal. Whatever you're doing is kind of shape who your kids are. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's like very scary. Like, in a way, like I love kids. I I really do love kids. Like mm-hmm. I like want a family, but then again, I'm scared that I would end up like my parents, where mm. my kids don't want to talk to me. I guess it's all with how you set your boundaries. Mm. Like I do yeah. see people who can switch off and switch on their role. They would explain the concept to their kids, like, "Okay, right now I'm not mom. I'm this person. So mm. you talk to me in the sense where you're talking to a friend, and I will mm. try to be as unbiased as I can." Mm-hmm. And then they switch back on to mom mode, where they're like, "Okay, so this is what I think is best for you." As mm-hmm. a mom who wants all the best for you, mm. so it's like kind of, it's hard, but you gotta find middle ground in your own sense, yeah. and it depends on the kid too. Like if you were an outgoing person, don't expect the kid to be an outgoing person. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I feel like our parents, because in a way mm. they were robbed of their childhood as well. Mm-hmm. So they put all their dreams and expectation into us. Mm-hmm. They think we're like a mini them, like in a way that when they got us, they like, they think we ha- have the same mindset mm-hmm. of doing things. So, yeah, I think that's why they're pursuing their dream. Mm-hmm. Like, by like, you know, so. Yeah. Just don't 
do that to your kids i guess like <laughs> they have they hold they have their own way of thinking and doing things maybe you liked whatever and then your kids don't like that and mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. it's hard to find common interest too because like um they like you said they were robbed of their childhood they never mm-hmm. got to explore they kept hustling to try mm-hmm. and make it out and now times are changing faster than ever mm yeah it's hard to <sighs> it's so hard i don't know dude like i just think yeah. about it i'm like Ugh. it's not it's not a black and white type of mm-hmm. topic it's very very gray mhm in a sense where when you're trying to understand them you're somewhat emotionally hurting yourself mm. because you are holding back a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but when you're doing what you want that is also like horrible where you are hurting them <laughs> yeah so finding a common ground <laughs> is like ah oh, dude the hardest thing ever yeah feel like in a lot of um cases we both should take a step back mm. but i i feel like a lot a lot of times our parents don't do that because they need to like set authority so that mm. we listen to them mm. like we're constantly trying to step ourselves back but they're constantly pushing so it's it's difficult Yeah. This reminds me of the time where I broke down in front of my parents and I'm like mm. they came in and they saw me crying and I'm like I just need a minute just please mm. give me a minute but they mm. kept pushing they didn't give me a minute they just kept asking what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and I'm mm. like I get your concern but it's better if I had the time to breathe and sort out my thoughts and mm. that's when mm. it's easier to talk to you and explain to you mm. what my problem is And honestly most of the time I cry over like very small things. <laughs> like it seems like the whole world in that moment. Mm. In truth after you get the emotions passed through, after the hormones settle down, you feel like okay, it's not that big a deal. Mm. Mm. I don't often cry. <laughs> fair But- fair. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when I cry is when I can't hold it in anymore. Mm. Well, you're talking to a person who literally cries every time as she's watching a new K-drama, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm, you know. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> I am just dramatic that way. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's oh my god. I'm I'm like about to go buy food, but this is a very heavy topic. I think I just lost my appetite. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully when you see but, food you feel uh, better and man. want to eat it again. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like an asshole say this but in a way I do resent my family and it's it's very difficult to 
to kind of like see them in a good light. I mean, I understand whatever they're trying to do is for my sake, but then again, some things are way too extreme. Mm. Yeah, well, the it comes back to the concept where they say, "Well, blood is blood." Like, no. Yeah. You being a normal human being come first. Not blood is yeah. blood. Blood is nothing but DNA and chemicals. Mm. You don't take that into consideration with your emotions. Like literally if if it would it will only count if I can feel what you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that's when I think blood is blood would make sense, but it's like we're still individual humans. What do you mean blood is blood? I feel like a lot of problems starts because of the sentence blood is blood. Like sometimes mm. you're just an asshole. Like I don't want to be blood with you, but I can't help it, you know. Yeah. I can't help if you're a shitty person and we share yeah. the somewhat parts of the same DNA. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's overall like a very difficult topic to talk about. Like, um, <laughs> like I think in in a way because I've tasted freedom mm. um, when I'm in Australia. Mm. So whenever I go back home, I feel like I've I'm I've been I'm being confined in a space. Yeah, that I don't like. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense because that's your family. Mm. <laughs> that is the sense. I think it. We got okay. We got like a little bit taste of freedom, and that's why mm. it's so hard to adjust living in a family again because you're not living for yourself anymore. You're living and you're living for yourself and partly for others as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Freedom is addicting. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like, oh, but man, no matter how shitty Campbell is, the way I see it, uh, whoever's listening to us probably thinks otherwise, but to me, like, it, it is for me. But yeah, cheesy as it, is, as it sounds, I... I don't think I can call any other country home. Mm, yeah. I do agree on that. I yeah. I think we've talked about this before where when we imagined ourselves in the future, even till now, when we've tasted mm. freedom, mm. we're like, we can't mm. imagine home or growing old anywhere else other than being in Campbell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like, I do think that, okay, in a sense, I don't think Campbell is all that bad. Although people are like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a third world country. It's underdeveloped. Like, it has its own yeah, charms. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not all families are like ours. I do see a mm. few of my friends who, they are literally best friends with their parents. Whenever mm. they go out clubbing, mm. they tell their parents. Mm-hmm. And their parents are fine with it. Is because their parents are, can switch off the parental mode mm, and let them mm. explore and be individuals. Which, and I really um, respect on that, but it's just mm-hmm. like my parents are too 
too traditional, too accepted. Yeah, I guess hopefully by talking about it in our podcast, we could end up changing how society is basically is like baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wrapping up the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my advice is, I guess, don't be too hard on yourself. You win some, you lose some. You can't always be there for your family, and most of the times, you can't prioritize yourself because you are in risk of being called selfish. Yeah. So try to find your version of middle ground. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's it's okay to. I guess feel shitty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's it's. We're all. Human. I would say mm-hmm. that okay, coming someone who doesn't like their family, I would say that it is probably gonna be better if you're also trying to understand their point instead of pushing back. Yeah. Rebelling might seem like the easiest way out, but. Trust me, you'll just end up hurting both, like each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Listen to so, us, kids. <laughs> thank you for listening to our episode. Please follow us on Instagram at Little Side Note, and go check us out on Facebook and YouTube, Little Side Note the podcast. And we are on Spotify now, so go check that out, Little Side Note the podcast. Mm-hmm. As always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.